Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Did. Joe Cox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Evening neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. All right, welcome in. It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me fresh off the Glacier Clinics, fresh off the weekend. It's Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, got to talk some good ball this week. Um, you know, it's really good when you go to these things and, you know, see some buddies you hadn't seen in a while. You know, talk football and shoot the breeze pretty much. Hey, it's always good. It's always good to to get away and get with some like-minded people. I mean, I've always enjoyed going to those Glacier clinics, man. You learn a lot. You you get a lot of good insight. You you know, you can you can chop it up with your friends and some of the most beneficial sessions are not actually sitting in the sessions. It's it's uh, between sessions in the lobby. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the hotel is down uh, down in Atlanta, uh, how, how people kind of navigate through everything and how they congregate between sessions. But I know in in Franklin, we all kind of go to the dining area mm-hmm. where there's like there's like booths, like sitting booths and like tables and you go up to the bar and you kind of just congregate there a little bit. Um, yeah, but, it's I mean, pretty much the same ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. We stay at the Cobb Galleria um, right across from, you know, Truist. So uh, we got the big ballroom in front. Um, how they have it set up, had to have the booths outside and you pretty, everybody comes out and have, have congregate in the, um, in the same area. So, um, and it was good. You know, a lot of my buddies I hadn't seen in a long time, um, especially because they're in Atlanta. Um, got to see them and talk a lot of ball and learned a lot about um, how not to do things, which is don't big league coaches. You know, I hate, you know, you got some coaches that just walk by like they're just, you know, best things since sliced bread. And then they just big league like, all right, man, appreciate it. Well, let me just mark that off on my bingo card. We're gonna we're gonna get rolling. Absolutely. So, did you hit bingo? I did. I hit it for that reason right there. That was the last one. I that needed. was the last one. What was it? Was it pretty quick though? Like, did you hit? Did you hit bingo on Friday, or did you have to wait till Saturday? I hit it Friday morning during the first set. Well, right before the first session. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. That's just. <laughs> I mean, some of those things on there. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. That's was there a whole staff in matching outfits? Um, not matching outfits, but you know, you can definitely tell who came from where. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't really color coordinate anything. Maybe one had just a like a wear county t shirt on. That was pretty much it. Yeah, uh, you know, so a lot of people came in, you know, swagged up, you know, in their school attire. 
Oh yeah. I mean, you got to show off like your, like your your budget, your haul, your swag, you know, whatever you call it, your brand new, your brand new Nikes that you bought, uh, the, the fresh pullover, uh, the, the ones with the, the giant stitching on the back, you know, and like the egregious looking look, like I'm all for subtlety myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but you know, you have some of these, some of these coaches, they go overboard with, uh, (laughs) with, with like, it's like loud when they walk in. Definitely. And you're just like, okay, I definitely know where you're coming from. And uh, I can see it from a mile away. Yes. Like, you ha- like for me, the goal for me is you have to be like within talking distance mm-hmm. to know, like if I'm wearing my school attire, to know what, what I'm wearing. Yeah. That, you know, not, that, some, not some people know exactly what school they came from. Yeah. So <laughs> you them. see it like you're standing up top and they're coming up the escalator and you're, yeah. you know, 200 feet away. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, well, anyway, our show is presented by, by bet online, uh, bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online. Bet online features live betting, free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline is where the game starts. Israel, we got an action-packed show, man. We're going to like it. Like I said, like we promised, we're going to come at you more frequently. We uh, the, the view counts are rolling up, so we appreciate each and every one of you listening and being a part of the show. If you want to be a part of the show, you can find us on YouTube or anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, including the SiriusXM app. So make sure you're visiting us, like, subscribe, give us some feedback, all that good stuff. A man over here, I have to point opposite. A man over here is a, a celebrity. He's a Twitter celebrity. So make sure you reach out to him. So I'm you know, just a regular dude, man. Just a regular guy. <laughs> just a regular guy. Yeah, no, you're not. You're 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 the man, the myth, and the legend. So but anyway, um, we got it. Like I said, we got an action-packed show. Um, Super Bowl's coming up, so uh, I've reached out to this guy named John Ryan, uh, and he's going to kind of he's going to kind of talk about some betting stuff later on in the week. So he's going to prepare us to win a lot of money. So when you when you head over to Bet Online, uh, you can use the advice that we're going to get from this guy later this week and uh, and place those bets. So. But uh, the first thing we, we have, uh, piggybacking off of uh, our Joe DeLeon episode, which is what we left you off last week with on Friday, uh, was the Senior Bowl. The Reese Senior Bowl happened on Saturday. Some of our guys played in it. Uh, two, of our, two of our better performers, Chris Smith, Christopher Smith and Kenny McIntosh, uh, they, uh, I, I think both of them improved their draft stock. I mean, we already kind of thought, Christopher Smith with the safety class not being as deep as it is in other years. I already thought he was kind of a day two guy, but I, I think he may have, I think he may have the way he played and the way he was so fundamentally sound and assignment sound. I think he played his way into the second round. What do you think? Absolutely. I think he, he did get second round pick for somebody. Um, you know, I think with the uh, new hire with the Texans, I think he'd be pretty good there. Um you know, but he's a smart football player. You know, he his draft stock went up, you know, so much just from him being just a great football player. You know, he's very savvy, um, you know, knows where he's supposed to be, very athletic, um, and is a guy that you can kind of lean on, you know, 
um, for, for your secondary guy. So um, the way he performed this week, I mean, it's he's out there knocking helmets off. I mean, he's locking people up. He played down against mm-hmm. tight ends. He's got a couple of reps against running backs and stuff too, so he's being very versatile right now. Um, and he really good him. against the run. So um, this guy you can come down and play in the box, um, you know, and he learned from one of the best in Lewis scene. So, you know, he's just – he's not as long as scene is, but he's very, very smart. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what you want in the player back there anyway. So his his, uh, his draft stock went up a lot just from, you know, as soon as he stepped off in Birmingham, it went up. Absolutely. Um, well, actually, Mobile. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they go down into the coast, man. Um, well, one of the things with Chris Smith before we jump into Kenny McIntosh, um, you know, he was na- – well, first of all, he was named captain for a reason. Um, he plays down towards the line of scrimmage. He'll he'll do a lot of the dirty work. But one of the one of the plays that I, I think is subtle to to the to the normal eye, uh, but when I saw it, it, immediately jumped off the page, going, "Okay, that's a that's an NFL play." Because down in the red zone, uh, Jake Hayner, side note, had a really really good game uh, for. Uh, he, I think he he led the quarterback performances uh some of the other guys were just rough man mac uh, max duggan was rough malik cunningham threw a really bad interception and there were some guys that just were doing some things that you're like okay well they're probably not going to get drafted but um i thought jay kaner had a tremendous day uh, and there was a play in particular where they they had a rub concept it was like down in the red zone and it was a typical nfl rub concept and instead of getting caught up in the trash and being able to hit the uh the inside guy coming uh coming out towards the pylon uh chris smith actually was able to recognize as soon as that as soon as the ball was snapped he was able to recognize maybe even pre-snap was able to recognize the rub got over the top recovered and covered his guy and the ball did not go to that guy football player just something subtle, like you just recognize whether it be formation or there was something that triggered, and I'm not sure what because I wasn't involved in these meetings, but there was something that triggered him to be able to say, "Hey, hey, rub, 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 rub," and then he got he he came over the top. So yeah, that's just being a football player, and you know, like you said, it might have been something he's seen that week, mm-hmm. um, and it looked different to him. So he was like, "Hey, there's got to be something coming." Um, you know, that you know, that just goes to what kind of player he is. That goes to a guy that Kirby trusted on the back end. Um, you know, so for him to do that and to just go in and just just play ball all week. Um, I'm looking forward to him possibly second round, um, probably mid second round, um, or early third. Uh just depending on I think the way he just depend on how, how things run. Yeah. He could definitely be a second round pick after his performance this week. He's second round worthy now. Sometimes the draft does funky things, but um, you know, who, who knows who can predict that? But Kenny McIntosh also, I think, really improved himself. I, I still think he's kind of a day three guy, but maybe he jumped from like early sixth, late fifth to maybe early fifth, uh, somewhere in the fourth, mm-hmm. uh, fourth round. There, um, he made. He didn't get. He didn't get much action. I mean, uh, Chris Rodriguez had a fumble, um, a really bad fumble. Uh, that didn't help his stock, but uh, Kenny McIntosh uh, with the one highlight run that he had uh, was able to, was able to sift through. I mean, he showed a lot of patience mm-hmm. and showed his jump cut ability and his vision. And it was able to uh, slice through there. I think he was just one shoestring tackle away from ba- breaking a huge gain, uh, maybe even a, maybe even a six. And so, uh, 
but I think he improved his stock. I, I think coming into this thing, you were thinking he's just gonna he's gonna be a depth guy. He's gonna be a guy that you can throw a screen to. Maybe you can throw something to him out of the backfield, change of pace guy, slasher. You know, he's gonna get some good tough yardage on the edge and the outside zone. Just just somebody that can supplement your lead back. Like yeah. you you pair him up with a Saquon Barkley, you pair him up with an Austin Eckler, you pair him up with a Derrick Henry and let him come in and 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 just and just spell him a little bit. And I think he can be effective in, in that role. And then eventually, you know, kind of like I, I'm not saying he's Tony Pollard, but he could kind of play that role where eventually, you know, if he gets enough reps, maybe he can play himself into a one A B, one B type situation like they have in Dallas. I don't think so. Maybe that's down the road. Not as a rookie. Like as a rookie, he's going to be fighting for a third spot, uh, possibly a second spot, depending on how injuries shake out. But I think he improved his stock. Uh, I, I think there's definitely a spot for him in the league. Oh yeah, um, the, his versatility. You know, coming out the backfield and catching the ball. Um, while you were talking, I was just sitting here thinking he'd be a good complement to maybe somebody like Najee um, Harris and. Um, you know, yeah. um, he's, he's a little bit bigger. I mean, he's only going to grow, you know, uh, through his NFL time um, training before then, too. So, yeah, that's a perfect, yeah, perfect like scenario. With, with Najee in, um, in Pittsburgh, you know, he kind of maybe, maybe you one. called that like I called, uh, like I called James Cook to Buffalo. That's true. That's yeah. very true. So, I, I hope so. I hope you're right. But, uh, you know, he, he does a lot of things. You know, the only thing that, that does hurt him is, you know, he is injury prone. So, mm-hmm. You know, could could that hurt him? Possibly, but you know, um, he just got to stay healthy. I think a healthy Kenny McIntosh is a dangerous Kenny McIntosh. So he's just got to stay healthy, man, and just keep perfecting his craft. You know, his his stock went up this week too, as well, because I mean, he was more polished um, than some of the other ones that were there. You know, showed a little bit more than the others that were there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I think Pittsburgh is a perfect landing spot for him. I think so. I think you're exactly right. And uh, I'm excited to see like that. That I'm, I can't wait to kind of see where your where your prediction is on that. I, I want to see, you know, how right you are, because I think that's a perfect fit. You know, you, you kind of need him uh, with, a, with a guy like Najee Harris, who's just so physical. Um, Kenny McIntosh is just more of a slasher. And I mean, he's physical in his own right, but, you know, he, he's certainly not Najee Harris. So. Um, but you know, I, I think both of those guys played themselves really well. Uh, I, I don't know about Warren McClendon. I think he kind of just stayed the same. He's going to be a day three guy, depth guy. You know, I think he can help out, but he's just he's got to be more consistent. I think, um, yeah. and he's got to show that he can, you know, he can play the right tackle spot or or the left tackle spot. Either one. I, I think he's more of a right tackle probably in the NFL. Than anything, but you know, he he's just got to show that he can grow and develop. And I think coming in as a round five, six pick uh, to a team that has not a lot of depth on the offensive line, but has the luxury of having really good tackles that he can kind of develop behind, would yeah. be a great situation for him. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think he needs to go somewhere with a veteran offensive line, um, you know, because he's definitely one that can that can play. You know, but he's got some stuff that he's that he's got to work on. You know, like you said, consistent play. Um, I think with a veteran offensive line, that whatever team picks him up, you know, maybe Dallas. Dallas has a veteran offensive line. They got yeah. some guys that he can learn from, and just just learn from those guys. You know, you know, learn how to finish. You know, learn how to play more consistent ball. Um, yeah, you know, they kind of take him under his wing a little bit. 
you know, kind of show him the ropes. But he's going to be good. I think he's going to be fine. I think, you know, given a year or two, I think you never never be, be surprised if he starts, you know, he's starting. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know with these guys. Alignment, so I think he'll be yeah. fine. He just needs an older group with him to kind of mm-hmm. lead, lead the way for him, I feel like. Yeah, like, uh, you know, injuries happen, especially on the offensive line. So uh, if he comes to Tennessee, he'll probably start by week four because everybody in front of him is going to get hurt. So, I mean, that's just (laughs) – I don't know what – I don't know what the Titans are doing. I think they're just practicing in traffic maybe. I don't know. It's like that. Hopefully that's the culprit. I have no – there's something about grass in Tennessee that just – just takes kneecaps, just takes yeah, knees and ACLs. You know, over there in Knoxville, they have they have a grass problem. You know, absolutely. And apparently in Nashville, we have a similar thing. Uh, Memphis, I think, wised up and got turf a long time ago. But um, you know, that's pretty bad when turf is the better option, and all the players hate it. But the players here are like, "Yes, give me turf." <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, Jack Podlesny. Um, I saw him kick two field goals, made one, missed – well, barely made one and uh, missed another. So uh, that certainly doesn't help. But he's probably not going to get drafted anyway. So we'll just yep. kind of see what happens with his he's future. He's definitely been having the yips lately. You know, he yeah. goes from, from being really smooth to now, you know, he's been having the yips lately. But, you know, that's a kicker. You know, it doesn't, it's not really going to affect him. But I tell you, we, we need a kicker in Dallas. So if anybody from Dallas is listening, it's, I'm not saying draft him. But at least let's get it. Y'all just hired Brian Schottenheimer. Um, y'all need a lot more. No, maybe didn't. you need a new team. How about true? that? How about we that? hire Brian Schottenheimer. Are yeah. you pulling my leg? Is that real? It is real. Uh, unfortunately for you, it is real. Oh my god! Well, yeah. Brian wasn't bad in the NFL, so uh, he's just. But yeah, you don't want him as a coordinator, though. He just gets so much. He's good as a contributor. Well, anyway, it's not the Brian Schottenheimer. This is not the Believe in Cowboy show. We'll let. I think we have one of those. Mike McCarthy is calling the plays. So I mean, I think we're fine yeah. there. Mike McCarthy's daring Jerry Jones to fire him. I think. Um, so anyway, um, but that's the Senior Bowl. So that that's our first. That's our first round of draft stock. Stock up. Uh, stock down or stock stable. So I think Podlesny is stock down right now. Uh, I think McClendon is stock uh, even. And I think uh, Christopher Smith and Kenny McIntosh are stock up. And we'll, we'll talk about the Shrine Bowl guys, uh, the guys who played in the Shrine Bowl, Robert Beal um, and somebody else. I'll have to get that name here in a minute. Um, and then uh, our, our uh, we'll do some draft stock on our uh, non-senior uh, draftees like Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. Uh, so, We'll uh we'll take a look at those guys down the road, but uh, a huge commit. I talked about it on Thursday's show um, when I you know when I did the, the the solo episode. Talked a little bit about Ellis Robinson, cornerback uh, number one cornerback from IMG. Uh, it's you know everything you want in a corner. Great with 50-50 balls in the air, phenomenal in route recognition. So. Maybe somebody that's going to help us be able to not only run man, he's good in man coverage, but somebody that's smart that can diagnose some route concepts and and be able to play maybe some zone coverage here because I know Will Muschamp wants to do that. So, you know, Ellis Robinson, um, if we if he can, you know, if we can hold on to him, I, I think 
getting him in that defensive backfield will help direct traffic and help those other guys and help push those other guys because we got a lot of young DBs in the mix trying to find somebody that can pop. Maybe he's a guy that comes in as a freshman and surpasses all of them. I don't know, but uh, he's smart. He's good with the ball in the air, and uh, he's physical. He's not not afraid to tackle. With Ringo leaving, you know, you got to find another guy. Um, you know, with him coming in, you know, number one corner, you know, in the nation. I mean, that doesn't light a fire up on you. Something because I promise you, he's not coming just sit on the bench. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot of competition that's going to be made there. Um, that gives you another weapon, and I mean, he's long. You know, I'm always I always tell my guys, anytime you have a kid who can scratch his knees without bending down, that's an athlete. Yeah. So he's <laughs> definitely one, you know, with long arms length, you know, um, very physical kid, you know, from, from what I've seen on film. He's a um, New Yorker too. It's a great get for us, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just I'm ready, I'm ready to see another corner step up. I don't mm-hmm. know who that's gonna be. But maybe you know, it's Ellis Robinson when he comes in. Eventually. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with Bullard. You know, yeah. Um, not Ringo, but uh, Kamari Lasseter. Kamari Lasseter, Bullard, uh, Nyland Green, uh, our, our guy that we've been touting for since he signed. You know, yeah, he's got to come in and, and do something. And do something big now. So. Yeah, and then yeah. some of the guys that are coming in in this class that we'll break down um, mm-hmm. as as we go. Uh, we'll, we'll probably try to break down. Um, you know, recruit here and there on, on sprinkle those in on some episodes. So, um, but you know, I, I just think that, you know, this is a, this is a great, great commit uh, at a great time, uh, great timing on that. And I, I think this 24 class is shaping up to be another epic one, you know, yeah, this, this 24 class is slowly, but surely, you know, starting to become the class um, that is going to keep this, the pedigree going. I think the, the standard it has been set, you know, so we're recruiting at a high level, you know, which is going to require them to play at a high level. Coming off back-to-back national championships, uh, not just the coach, not just the fans, but the coaches are going to expect nothing less, you know, moving yeah. forward. You know, so we're, 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 we're hitting the, the moat now to where we're kind of, you know, starting to figure this thing out. Like, we can be really, really good, getting really good players in. And if you think about it, we're not losing high-quality players to the portal either. So these no. guys are staying, these guys are playing, so – we're going to be very, very dangerous moving forward here. Yeah, no doubt. And so um, I'm, I'm excited about it, and uh, we'll certainly keep this thing rolling, man. But uh, let's switch gears again. Uh, I, I don't know if you uh, at the clinic were able to watch the basketball game. If you didn't, well, let's just say you didn't really miss anything. So um, got absolutely destroyed. I don't even know what the final score was. I, I don't really care. Uh, was that was without our top scorer and Terry Roberts uh, injured again, didn't make the trip. Uh, but, you know, just just watching this team, uh, the, the few full games that I've watched, mm-hmm. I've, the, the pattern that I've noticed, and I imagine this is probably a similar pattern, but the, the way that we've schemed things so far is that we're scheming to be a three-point shooting team, mm-hmm. which is dangerous. When you're on, it's really, really good thing. Yes. When you're not on, it's really bad. It's really bad. And when you don't have help on the inside, it limits your shot opportunities. When you can't drive to the rim, it, it, it limits your three point opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives teams fast break chances and it gives 
them momentum. Yes. When you don't have a big man like uh, like Broom at Auburn, who just dis- destroyed us, um, Texas A&M doesn't really have a terribly strong inside game, but they were able to move the ball around and create some easy chances at the rim. Um, th- just, it, to me, they play hard. I'll give yeah. them that. You know, like, it, they, they play hard. But if there's a huge talent gap. Yeah, especially especially with Fords in the center, like the inside guys, it is a huge, huge talent gap, and you can't. A lot of times, especially in this league, you like you can't overcome that. No, no, and right now, you know, like you said, I think it's a it's a game not game type deal because sometimes you know we got guys going to the basket, we're trying to get inside, and sometimes, like you just alluded to, you know, we're just shooting, you know, so. Us not having big guys, you know, the perimeter game has to be good. So, you know, like you said, all these threes when you're on your own, you know, you got to take some intermediate shots every once in a while now. So, since we don't have that inside. And you got to get to the gotta, rim so you can, so you can drive a dish. That and, you know, go in there and get, get fouled. You know, everybody's scared to get fouled these days. And, you know, most refs are, refs are calling it. So, you got to, all right, let's do this. Drive to the hole, get fouled, get good at an intermediate game, mm-hmm. and let's get good at free throws. We were horrendous at mid range. We got to get to the basket one way or another. I think we got a shot clock violation on, on a 15 footer because we hit the backboard and nothing else. Oh, that's deadly. Like one of those type deals where uh, Texas A&M was mad that we that we that we missed the rim and got the shot clock violation because they, they stopped play and made them inbound it instead of taking it on a fast break. They yeah. still ended up scoring, but they were like, Oh my God. Like this was like, I mean, they had a perfect fast break opportunity. The rest kind of screwed them on that. But yeah. uh, I just, you know, and, and Mike White's doing, doing a great job. Not saying that he's not, we knew coming in that he had a project on his hands, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that. But it is becoming glaringly obvious now where the holes are, you know. Because yes. Abdur Rahim, when he gets hot, he's hot, mm-hmm. and he can he can sit, he can he can drain a few in a row and get you some momentum, which we are starting to get a little momentum right before halftime. But um, when he's not, though, there's nobody there to get boards. There's nobody there to get second second chance mm-hmm. opportunities. There's nobody on the defensive end uh, that that's nabbing rebounds. Um, you know, we, we pressure we pressure on the perimeter, uh, and we shoot on the perimeter, and we attack on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Nothing inside. There's no guy that you're scared of inside. No. Like what North Carolina had last year. Yeah, that's definitely what we're missing. You know, yeah. I forget his name, but because um, I don't really follow basketball a ton, but you know, it's just there's something in recruiting that's got to happen. You know, we we've got to, and and we'll 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 dive deeper into this into this because uh, we got a few minutes left here, but we'll 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 dive a little deeper into what it actually takes to recruit basketball in the state of Georgia because Atlanta's a hotbed, and you mm-hmm. have to be able to get guys out of Atlanta, and yes. if you can't. And you're losing them to Auburn, to Tech, to North Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama. Now Alabama's, you know, they came up to Tennessee and 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 got their guy, and mm-hmm. he's been ridiculous, man. Yeah, um, we're down thirty-eight to twenty-two at halftime to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. That ain't good. 
no. but at one point it was at one point we were down like 26 points in the second half some at yeah. some point well, we're we're missing we're missing a big guy but you know Mike White he has a he has a plan you know you can tell that plan you know but he's missing a couple of pieces you know, he yeah one he's missing a lot of big men so you know, he's building. Of, he's building outside in, which yes, I mean, you know, it's, it's more than one way to do it. But he's building outside in, and you can you can tell. You can. It's it's a lot different than last year, where you couldn't tell what we're doing. You know, this year you can definitely tell what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just missing a couple of pieces. Yeah, we just can't. Like sometimes we try to to dish the ball inside, and we just can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, we just can't finish. Uh, we just can't. We just can't finish at the rim, yeah. and. Because we, we lack we try. Yeah, we try. Well, we lack size and we lack a little bit of physicality down there. We we lack an intimidating person down there. Yeah. There's and no Georgia's basketball team I'm remotely scared of. No, not not a chance. So but you know, like I said, we're we're playing hard. Well, I, I noticed that this is a different team. The record is a little bit better, but still this is a much, much different team. And and I think getting better on the road, uh, you have to to, to play on the road in, in the SEC, you have to be physical inside inside yes. the paint. Um, and, and I know we keep saying, I know we sound like a broken record, but you, you just got I mean, that's just a must. If you like we're one and seven on the road. In, mm-hmm. in in the SEC road games, it's that bad, is, man. Yeah. It's real bad, uh, good, brother. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, it ain't good. So, uh, but luckily, luckily, uh, we get another chance at it, uh, and you know we can we can continue to try to figure this uh, figure this thing out here, but. Um, mm-hmm. You know we've got uh, you know we had a tough week with Auburn and A and M on the road, but we're home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is nine and fourteen overall. They're they just they just lost one to Vandy. Um, and that's tomorrow night actually. So yeah, they've um, lost five in a row. Yeah. So by the time by the time you by the time we will uh, re-record uh, on Tuesday uh, tomorrow. We will. Uh, this game will be wrapped up, but hopefully with a win. But Ole Miss is bad, so this is good for. Uh, this LSU. is good for the. And then we're home against Kentucky on LSU Saturday. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So terrible. When things are when things have gone bad in the league, uh-huh. you know, at, at the school, you just look. You're just like, ooh, that ain't good. No, it ain't good at all, man. It ain't good. But, but uh, we'll we'll actually. Uh, I didn't realize we're playing Kentucky this weekend, so we we need to try to get Vinny, uh, Vinny on board too. Um, yeah, see, cool. talk about this uh, Kentucky game, have him on board, and reminisce about the old uh, beast of the East. So, um, but Israel, man, that's you know that's going to do it for us, man. We uh, we accomplished a lot, man. We we uh, we bought some stock. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a little bit of recruiting analysis, and we uh, we started taking a wrench to the basketball program and started fixing it a little bit. Oh yeah, so, just, uh, we had a real productive show, man. You know, just um, and our, a great, great you know observations on things, and you know, hopefully, Kenny goes to, to the Steelers. Hopefully, goes so, hopefully Steelers. Kenny goes to the Steelers. Hopefully, ticket. Hopefully Chris Smith goes to the Titans and goes to, you know, a good defensive system for him. Uh, I, I think he can play that Amani Hooker role, and I don't think we're going to keep Amani Hooker. I don't know if we can pay him. So Chris Christopher Smith would be a good depth guy for one. Uh, and then when, when Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard leaves, Titans will get 
Titans just roll him right in. He'll, he'll do well in Mike Vrabel's system. So, uh, with that being said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We're presented by betonline.ag. We thank you for listening. Please find us on social media at Believe in Dogs, at Troopstar, at Troopstar28, and at Coach Burton36. I almost got them all mixed up. Um, find us on social media. Subscribe to us. Download the podcast if that's what you prefer. Uh, any way you can find us and listen to us, please. We appreciate that. And uh, we, we thank you for that. But like I said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.eg. And we'll see you back here next time. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.